We're live? You're live. I'm going to turn this up. Testing one, two, three. We're back in Chris's, we're back in Chris's office again. This is the Unscripted Podcast. Thanks for joining in. He's going to, uh, Chris is still trying to get us going, so you might want to turn that down for us. Uh, hope that you are having a good day. Appreciate you checking out out with us, and and uh, hopefully several more will join in. We're we're in the book of Acts. We've been talking about conversion for a long time, and and we're gonna uh, we're gonna talk about something a little different today, but certainly necessary for for Christianity. So um, if we're not loud enough, or if we're too loud, we're sorry. We can't see the we can't see the comments or the feed or any of those type of things. So. Um, but it shouldn't be but a week or two and we'll be back in our you know our uh, regular recording area over here so that'll be good to be back over there yep and so and we'll be back with our regular mics and be able to interact and I can push the story time button for Chris <laughs> don't you like the story time button? I love it absolutely see the funny thing is is that once we get it all in there you can actually program them buttons so I think I'll just program that button to say something like, Chris is the most awesome in the world. <laughs> yeah, something different. Right. That'll be fun. Like when you called me the day when I was going to get my tractor. You remember that? Mm-hmm. You called me and you're like, what are you doing? And I was like, well, going to get my tractor up here in Tupelo. And you're, how are you doing this? Remember I... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'd messed with your computer. That's right. Chris hijacked my computer. He was getting me back. Yeah. I, I had, I had, uh, he left his Facebook up one day, and it was just, you know, the Lord says that he, you won't be tempted beyond what you can handle, <laughs> but, but I couldn't, I couldn't. Uh, but he I, made the way of escape. He did make the way of escape, but just I just didn't, didn't take, take it. it. That's right. right. Now, right. I don't think it was sinful, but I did post something very positive about a, another brother in Christ <laughs> That's right. on you your did. behalf. You're right. And, and uh, it was true. You know, I mean, you know, it's not like you didn't say anything that wouldn't, that couldn't be true. Yeah, but, you know, I messed around, but. Yeah, so I I was pretty much bragging on myself from the words of Chris and and uh, so he hijacked my computer. So every time I would type in the word it or it was a few I can't remember what it was. I tried to think of common words like the or something like that. Right, church or maybe yeah. I can't remember what it was. And it was uh it was pretty good. So there was a few things like uh and I knew it was you immediately. <laughs> Why? Just, just cuz I I just had to be you. <laughs> but um one of them was if I typed something in it came up like Princess Pineapple. <laughs> oh your name. Yeah, if I want to type my name it would say it Princess something. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's right. And uh, so I'm like, what in the world? <laughs> and so I thought that you had hijacked my screen and and I was doing it remotely. And that you were remotely on my cuz that was back when covid had first started and so when we got semi-comfortable with our software, you know, Chris would take a week at the church building. We were pre-recording some things, and, and so we would each man the, both both computers live streaming on YouTube and Facebook. We realized that, that YouTube right now, that we look like we have waterfalls of black coming down, and all that is is because we have LED lights. And uh, and so we're, we're streaming both right now. Yeah, and we're using my computer to do it, and so the the other room over here you know we found out we didn't know this 
but it doesn't have LED lights. That's right. In it. So, so Facebook, because we're doing Chris's phone, it's not showing that, but because of this high whatever that whatever. light emitting diodes. Yeah. Yes. That's an acronym. For yes, LED. it is, Chris. Right. <laughs> Thank you. It takes point zero one four milliamps, yeah. I think, to to excite the diode. <laughs> so I'm going to write a sermon or something back to the story, and and the week before, the Sunday before, Chris had been in my office doing the uh, live stream for church. <laughs> just so want to know since Tom is not here, one of our shepherds is in uh, Tanzania. They just messaged me a while ago and said he had made it to Arusha. Oh, good. Fine. But uh, just want you to know that one of our shepherds was in there, so this was shepherd approved, okay? Okay. <laughs> so, so you hijacked my computer with eldership approval. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> that's funny. Um, but yeah, that's... And so that that's part of this podcast is we... Um, we're we're Christians, but but we love to joke. As most most of you can tell, sometimes our uh, things that we do are humorous. They're humorous to us. They might not be humorous to anybody else, but we don't care. That's right. Um, but you know, we it, that's that's part of Christianity is is the Lord has placed joy in our lives, joy inexpressible, and and so happiness is contagious. That's right. Better catch it. Yeah. And uh, and so we realize we're going to heaven, and so. We figure we're gonna have a good time in heaven, so we're gonna have a good time here because all this earth's gonna pass away one day. And but we know that that the, the word of the Lord stands forever, and that's what we want people to to get. And since since we have security in Christ, we can we can talk about anything. And but remember <laughs> typing my name, and I was pr- I was like, how in the world is he doing this? I would type my name, and it would Princess whatever it was. I think I put Princess Roberta. I think that's what it was. And then they would would say something like, I don't remember if it said Chris is. It don't. It didn't say Chris is the greatest. Or no, something. it was. I, I put one in there. It was like a sentence. You know, it was like so. If you typed in D, it would be like I shouldn't have messed with Chris or yeah. you know he's he right. something. I can't remember what it was. You know. So I'm like, where are you at? Yeah. <laughs> what are you doing? I'm and, driving and my tractor. I didn't make the connection. Right. Because the funny thing is, Tom was with me then. Yeah. Tom was with me then. We are going to get my tractor up in Tupelo, and I was like, what are you talking about? Like, Because you messaged me, and you said, I thought you was going to get your tractor. And I was like, I am. And I just laid my phone to, uh, while I was driving. I spoke to text my phone back yeah. <laughs> in my console. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And so, so that's when you sent it back. And then I made the connection. Oh, you're at your computer. That's what's going on. Right. And I yeah. thought you were tapped in remotely and was just changing yeah. things. And so... And because you you said you do that with Jessica sometimes, like she'll be typing something, y'all do the Google Doc share or whatever, mm-hmm. and you'll just change mm-hmm. things. I'm not gonna say the words you say. Yeah, but love my wife, special yeah. privilege. <laughs> right. Yeah, those things. It's funny. So the um, but you know the but we do have some cool things happening. Some so uh, we want you to help us. You know, spread our um, you know spread the gospel. Yeah, and, and that's the thing. It's like let's just take a minute and talk about it, you know, because this is. I, I read somewhere that like there's been like seven hundred and fifty thousand new podcasts during COVID, and and it's because all of a sudden we're locked in, you know, people are looking for for ways. So listen, we we want to be a tool for that, you know. We we know that we're going to be one of a bunch of people. But we want to distinguish ourselves, and we need your help. And so anything that you do with the heart of evangelism, anything, 
It's evangelism. It's evangelism. So, so if you're if you're sharing our our podcast, if you're sharing um, some other brother in the church's, you know, sermons, whatever, if you're doing it because you're trying to motivate the lost to get them in the right relationship with God, we appreciate it, and so does the Lord. So please continue to do that. Help us, help us as we try to do it too. And and we just. We're not trying to rebrand Christianity by no stretch of the imagination, mm-hmm. but we want people to understand that it's not about, you know, stuffy, uh, you know, church people. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah, and, and some people have been titled that, and and because I, I mean, I hear it from others when you're out trying to teach or whatever, and they talk about, you know, church being church people being hypocritical or stuffy or judgmental or whatever, and and so we know we know good Christians. And we know those relationships that, that we've built with people. And, and yes, you may find somebody who, who claims to be following Christ, who's judgmental, they're stuffy or whatever. But, but we know the genuineness of, of true Christians, and we want to portray that. And we also want to relate to the, to the everyday people. And certainly, uh, we believe Jesus did that. And, um, but when you think about evangelism, I remind of, of, of Jesus when he said, Just a cup of cold water. You know, That's right. will, but by no means lose their reward. And so, if you you you're just giving a cup of cold water in, in the name of Christ, and and um, and just you when you're doing that for for the cause of Christ, you're doing a good thing. So y'all help us out when you when you give likes, when you when you share our things. Um, we're just trying to we're just trying to teach truth, and we want to get it out there. Maybe we're taking a um, I guess a uh, an everyday approach to it in, in some way. Um, and that's the, we just wanted to, to for people to see that it's not really complicated. That's right. I mean, you know, in understanding. Now, you know, we're going to get into some things today that may be really complicated. That's right. You know, so it it's going to work its way out differently in everybody's life. But we just want people to realize that 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 Christianity. I mean, the 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 modern view in a postmodern, whatever you want to call it. Um, era that we live in that's all satan's devices mm-hmm. to get us to think that it's that there's something wrong with it that it's just it's not modern enough it's not it's not a it's not a, a uh, it's a hard lifestyle or, or it's just a, an un an unwelcoming uninviting it's just something undesirable maybe that's the trend of the word i was trying to think of lifestyle and so we want to change that i mean we want to we want people to realize that you can be normal people and but you just got to be abnormally normal. That's what we're talking about, you know, with with regards to being a disciple of Jesus. And so we're going to get into that today. Some that's right. And, and if two people can't, if people can't see that us, uh, we're just two normal guys. Um, at least we think we're somewhat normal, but we're just everyday guys that that really, you know, that that have tried to to we see the the need we see the importance of the gospel and i'm just telling you we just love souls and, and we want people to, to obey the truth and we want to see people in heaven and and really um god's given us this um he's given us this avenue of, of how to get to of how to get back to to him in that right relationship how to go home and it's it's only through christ and so we're not ashamed of the message we want to portray it we want to live it we want to teach it and um but really, we're, there's not. We're just two two guys with Bible, and two guys with the Bible, and 
and hopefully uh, we can influence your life or encourage you in some way. And and if we can do it, you can do it, and for sure. So, well, let's get into it. That's right. right. Acts nineteen. We, so last week we talked about the guys that Paul happened upon in his coming to Ephesus. Now, you know, Luke would kind of speed us up in in the account to get us through. You know, he you get a, a couple thousand miles or whatever of, of Paul's travel in a sentence. You mm-hmm. know, having passed through the upper coast, coming to this, coming to Ephesus, finding some disciples, right? right? So, you know, you're getting the yeah. you know, he's traveling a fast track yeah. Paul to get him there. Having traveled thousands of miles, right. Right. And so the uh, I mean in that one sentence would would encompass all of Paul's journeys that he's done up until this point. You know, mm-hmm. all the first missionary journeys where he would go in, into you know the northern region, Syria, Syria, all those areas up in there. You know, yep. but but now we're speeding it to Acts nineteen, and and really, I mean, this is going to be historically one of the most influential churches in the New Testament. Yeah, Ephesus, and and you think about it, like in Revelation two. One, two, three, four. You know, when Jesus is writing the letters to the churches, the only one that we get a a book to, if I remember correctly, out of the seven churches is the Ephesian church, right? Because you got smart. Yeah, you talking about yeah, talking about an epistle from an apostle. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Best so, I remember. Yes, Smyrna, yeah. Pergamos, all the Laodicea, yeah, Thyatira. You yeah. know, yes, yeah, so all those cities. You know, Ephesus. This this is a, an influ- influential. Church. It's going to be a very important church. That's right. And and, and and you probably, I mean, not that I said that wrong. An important church. I mean, you know, we're all the same church, but it's just an a very. They're going geographically, strategically. They're located to where they can have a lot of influence. That's Maybe right. that's what I mean by that. That's right. And I know what you meant. And I wasn't trying to. I don't think anybody. Well, somebody will try to take something. Maybe that you said literally. But yes, it's. There, Ephesians, and it's been said that if you know that the Book of Ephesians, if you title it something different, you would title it the Church of Christ, and it's, mm-hmm. it just really lays out you know you're the body of Christ and all these awesome things, and and the you know the first three chapters of of Ephesus talks about being in of in, uh, in Ephesians talks about being in Christ, and I I label it as those first three chapters talk about. This bank account of wealth that you have as a Christian of being in Christ, um, and then chapters four through six are now that you now this is your identity. Now this is what you do with it, mm-hmm. and uh, and you have all these things that he laid out that that you're gonna you're gonna walk in love. Now how can a husband love his wife just as Christ loved the church? It's because he's in Christ, mm-hmm. and and how can uh, how can you be you know in, in slavery but yet still be obedient to your bonds and, and all these different things that are written out how do you walk in love well it's because i'm in christ mm-hmm. so this is uh that that letter is is amazing and to see what these people are going to do um this is a this is an amazing side of of repentance that we're going to see in this chapter so if you missed if you missed the first seven verses or if you're curious about these first seven verses and uh, you can look at our podcast from last week. Uh, I think we titled it. I thought it was one baptism. I yeah, think. yeah. So mm-hmm. you can go exactly. go check out those things for details on that. So uh, we pick it but, up verse eight. Yeah, right about, go ahead. But l- let's just kind of set the stage a little bit. You mm-hmm. know of what's going on. It, you know, and, and and we encourage all our um, listeners and viewers. That's what we call them. Watchers. Yeah. Uh, People we love. Yeah. 
the to to read read the whole rest because we're not going to deal with the rest of this chapter and and the sense of of conversions and we might just depends but but the you know the book of Ephesians you know so just to kind of set the stage of, of the city of Ephesus you're going to have one of the seven ancient wonders one of the seven mm-hmm. wonders of the ancient world there you're going to have the Temple of Diana or Artemis you know Greek Roman depending on you know which whichever god you want to call it but you know this is going to be a temple that took them hundreds of years to complete and it can be seen from anywhere in the city yeah that was kind of the thing is like this was a focal point yeah so when paul is writing this letter to the ephesians that are members of the church of christ when he's talking about the oneness one lord one faith one hope one you know all these oneness you know they're standing there looking at this one pagan temple that represents one of many of these multiplicity of gods and if you look at you know just google images sometime what their diana of ephesians you ever seen her before the, yeah the, the the picture of her you know she was it's pretty obvious you can figure out why she's the goddess of fertility real mm-hmm. quick yeah and so you know this all this this multiplicity this was a very influential city and it's going to be so important that there's going to be a riot here because of paul and him and upsetting it so that kind of sets the stage of what's going on in the city and so in acts 19 what you're going to see here picking up in verse number um we said we're gonna pick up an eight yeah yeah yeah, so Paul, after he's, you know, had this powwow with the twelve men that he meets there, they're baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. He's laid hands on them, you know. So now he can kind of move on, mm-hmm. you know, wagons east, right? So verse nine, I mean verse eight, and he went into the synagogue, spoke boldly for three months, reasoning and persuading concerning the things of the kingdom of God. But when some were hardened and did not believe but spoke evil of the way before the multitude, he departed from them and withdrew his disciples, reasoning daily in the school of Tyrannus. And this continued for two years, so that all who dwelt in Asia heard the word of the Lord Jesus, both Jews and Greeks. Let's stop there Mm -hmm. a minute. So, in two years' time frame, in two years' time frame, the Bible could record that all who dwelt in Asia did what? Yeah, they heard about Jesus. Heard the word of the Lord. Mm-hmm. And so, that's a pretty, uh, it's a pretty powerful thing, yeah. right? That's right. And so, yeah, when Jesus said, "You go into all the world and you preach the gospel to everybody," you know, this is this what he meant. They preached to everybody. That's right. And so you can sit here and think, okay, you got these twelve apostles. Early on, when Jesus gave out the Great Commission, and they can think, "Well, how am I going to do this?" You know, and and how how in the world is this going to happen? Monumental well, task. That's right. But but you we realize that it's when Jesus said, "With man, you know, things are impossible. With God, all things are possible." And so, so many times in Christianity, we get to thinking about, you know, well, how in the world am I ever going to reach this, or how can I, you know, reach others or whatever, and. And I mean, I just had to come to a realization that that even whenever I was trying to to strike up and and start in evangelism, that I mean, I, I don't know all the answers. I still don't know all the answers, and and so I, I want to study. But but there's there's been times whenever I've been talking to people, and I just you know I don't know how I'm going to do this or or how am I going to start. And it's just like you just got to do things by faith and and count on Him, and God will give that increase. Mm-hmm. Um, we certainly know that, but. 
but our faith, Satan, he wants to hijack our faith, and Satan wants to tell us, well, you can't do this, but certainly we see that that Paul, you, you're taking a man, and I know we've talked a lot about him, but, but a guy who guarded the clothes of Stephen when he was stoned, a guy who was completely against this, and now God's using Ananias, the Lord told Ananias, he said, he's a chosen vessel of mine, and he's going to do these things, and but but God is putting Paul in these in these situations, and He's making it available to him. Two years, the whole whole reason of Asia. And and you know you think about this too, like um, you have that conversation, like how do I how do I reach, you know how do I do this right? I remember when I made this conscious decision, like there's going to be a change in my life, and so I, I set a number. You know I'm going to ask 100 people to study the Bible with me this year. And that I set out, and I remember the first, I was like, all right, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do it. I'm going to just start in my backyard. So I just walked right over to my next door neighbor, knocked on their door. And I hadn't lived there long, and I remember trying to fumble my way through it and, you know, try to, you know, like bring up this, I want to have a Bible study with you. And the guy, and he's kind of peeking at me through the door like, this is real weird, and I'm not letting go, you know. You know, because in my mind, I was thinking if I falter right now, that I may keep on doing it. You know, like like the person wants to quit smoking. Like, if I just smoke one more cigarette, I'll one more cigarette this thing to death. And so I knew that I probably wasn't going to do the best job that I was going to do. But I knew that I had to try as much as I could do it. That's right. And, and that's what Paul's doing in verse 9. Because you see that some were hardened and didn't believe and spoke evil of the way before the multitude. And he departed them and withdrew the disciples, reasoning daily in the school of Tyrannus. So it's not that Paul, you know, turns his tail scared and runs. He just realizes this is not the best thing to do. And so he, he just has to back off and, and kind of regroup. And so, you know, I knew that, that me keep standing there with him peeking out the door, I wasn't going to get anywhere. The longer I stood there, I was just going to be solidify myself as more of a weirdo. Mm -hmm. So I just had to back up, right? Right. And haven't you learned lessons along oh, the way? Man. I mean, how many, so if you think about percentage-wise, I mean, I have, I'm hired as an evangelist today, and I have failed. I have been unsuccessful more times than I've been successful. And, yeah, way more. And so it's, and so it's like, well, okay, well, how do you do this then? Well, here's the, here's the bottom line is, and, and I guess this will kind of go into what we originally said that we wanted to talk about with this today, but, but not everybody wants to deny themselves. That's Not right. everybody wants to take up the cross and follow Jesus. And in fact, some people don't want to hear, and that's what's happening with these guys, is it says, but but when some hardened and did not believe, but spoke evil of the way. They're talking evil of the, of the way of Christ. And you think about how many people are speaking evil of the way of Christ today. And they don't, that, that's the, the heart of the gospel is that Jesus loved you, even in your sins, to, to the point that he's willing to forgive them. But but so so many people stop right there with the gospel. The second part of the gospel is, and it's just as important in the heart of the gospel is that is that my love for Christ should be just it should be that reciprocating love that He loved me so. Why do I love Him because He loved me first, and and the, and so I should be willing to give up anything for Him, and and that's the because He was willing to give up anything for me. That's right, and He did, and uh, and so that's Christians is that we should. We should be living that life of, of sacrifice, and so I don't care what it is, what I got to give up. But I also don't mind if I have to, 
you know, okay, Paul realized he's not successful. Sometimes you got to do things, you got to be strategic about it. And, um, and so he's got these, these new disciples who are following Christ and following this, this, uh, this way, quote unquote. And it's, and so he's, he's got to, he's got to protect it. And so just remember too, that, that I think that we need to, we always are examining this, at least the congregations that I've been in and when we're focusing on evangelism is just always thinking about what can we do to better retain our new converts? And, and Paul does something here that's strategic. He, he, when you got people who are opposing, that can be toxic to new Christians. Yeah. And so, hey, now we're going to, we're going to drop back and I'm not real familiar with what the school of Tyrannus is. Um, but he's he dropped out of the he dropped out from trying to take and, and persuading these people in the synagogue and, and he went to a different location to be teaching. Yeah, and it was a conducive place. I mean it's a it's a school now, mm-hmm. right? And so, you know, Paul's gonna go there and he's gonna stay there for two years. Right. So these people it's just you know, so so just always remember this that when you think Satan is out to get you like, you know, sometimes I think Satan is personally out to get me. Oh yeah. You know, like like he woke up this you too? morning. Yeah. <laughs> like he woke up this morning. I know he doesn't wake up. Right. You know, but like he woke up this morning and drew the name out of the hat, and it was me. Yeah. And but so just remember this: that whenever you think that he's out to get you, and you don't see how this thing can work out, look what Paul does: is is he he takes a step back. And he uses this opportunity to move into a different spot, and it becomes huge. That's right. The end. That's so right. Satan and trying to persecute. We got to understand that this was Satan doing this. Mm-hmm. Satan is the one that's that were causing that, people not to believe. Yeah, that's right. yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. He was the one speaking evil of the way. He was the one who's hardening these people's. Not like in the sense that he was causing them in, in yeah. some kind of miraculous way to, right. to do it. But, but he's using his schemes and his. That's exactly track. right, and so he departs from them, goes to the school of Tyrannus, and he continues there for two years. So far as I can tell, and help me if I'm wrong, this is the longest that we see Paul located. Staying somewhere, mm-hmm. you know, in, in a teaching position. You know, I mean, the um, the so Paul is here in this spot for two years, and this is such a big thing. You remember, like Paul is even. You know, in Acts 20, the next chapter, right. he's going to call these guys over there to talk to him. And he's a Troas. He's got this intention to get back there and eventually. Because, I mean, uh, uh, this was such a huge thing for Paul. That's right. Uh, the the city. You know, this was such a big thing for him that, that he realized there was, man, a big a great door has been opened to me at Ephesus. You remember him right. saying that? Mm-hmm. And that's later on. And you think, man, you already got a big door open for you that's here. Right. So here we are in Acts 19 and, and verse 11. It picks up and it says, now, God worked unusual miracles by the hands of Paul. So this this is how you can kind of see. This is why, you know, this is a, such a big event this thing's turned into. That now, it's like God's kind of like, he's like, hey, y'all watch this. Mm-hmm. You know, let's see some big stuff now. Yeah. That even handkerchiefs or aprons were brought from his body to the sick with disease, left them, and evil spirits went out of them. Then some of the itinerant Jewish exorcists. So, you know what that was? Itinerant Jews exorcist? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, I, I couldn't explain it that I could think of. So, you know, in in the first century, there was a lot of um, 
I forget the term. There's a word for it, but there were, there were I say a lot. I mean, the exorcism is when they're trying to cast spirits out. Yeah, and and you see a lot of people doing this in, in the Bible. You know, you remember Peter and James? They come back. And, yeah, they come out. Well, hey, we couldn't get this one out. Yeah, Peter and John. Like, yeah. yeah, I mean, they say James. They say John. You know, they. Um, I don't know what you said. <laughs> I'm not going to try to correct you either. <laughs> the um, the but I was right. Yeah, we'll show the video on that some other time. The um, so, but I just want to make sure that we understand that I was right. Yeah, you were right. Okay, that's yeah. past tense. Right. Okay, so you're right. It's not continual. Yeah, but so, yeah, but Peter, they said, hey, we couldn't. Yeah, because like exorcism, you know, the Jews. I've heard it said that Nicodemus was one of them. You know, like one of these itinerant. Uh, okay. You know, an itinerant exorcism. means moves around, mm-hmm. right? Like itinerant farmers. You know, they they kind of follow the. You know, it was it was itinerant farmers would follow the crops as they would mature through the region. You know, they'd yeah. start where it's warmer and work its way up. You know, or colder, whichever way mm-hmm. you're doing it from. And so that's what these guys apparently are. They're the gypsy uh, uh, exorcist. Yeah, moving know? around. Yeah, and so they've heard so much that's going on. The power of Jesus, right? Paul is. He, you can just bring his his handkerchief. You know, or or a piece of his clothes to people, and it's such a powerful thing yeah. that, that they're healing them. This is pretty comical what happens. Yeah, right. And so, verse 13 some of the itinerant Jewish exorcists took it upon themselves to call the name of the Lord over those who had evil spirits. We exorcise you by the Jesus whom Paul preaches. That just sounds funny. Yeah. Yeah, we're, we're, we're commanding you to come out through the, through the name of the, the guy who Paul preaches. Yeah, third person. That's right. This is a third-person exorcism here, and the um, also there were seven sons of Sceva, a Jewish priest who did so, and the evil spirit in answer said, "Jesus, I know, and Paul, I know, but who are you? Who are you? Who are these guys? Yeah, who are these guys? And uh, so, this is an interesting thing to think about that that um, these demons." have marked the Christians. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, they had recognized, you know, the so the sons of Sceva and all these other people had blended into the landscape. You know why I think so? My opinion. But because he didn't need to worry about those guys. Yeah. And in a sense, that's right. The, and talking about that, like, I remember talking to a guy and he was uh, baptized at one point and... And he uh, he still had so much struggles because he had so much baggage and, and trying to overcome drug addiction and things. But he told me one day, he said, he said, you know, he said, Bob, he said, you, you were talking about this Satan thing and how much you, you battle him. And he said, you know, he said, every morning, he said, I wake up. And he said, I said, he said, I open my eyes. And he said, Satan's over there doing push-ups waiting on me to get up. <laughs> He's like, it's just, he's just beating me down all the time and just trying to pull me back. And he's like, I, and so, and now I talked to him about that very thing and the fact that Satan, he don't want you in Christ. He didn't want you, you know, he wants you in the world. Mm-hmm. He's going to pull you back. And, and so he talked about all these struggles, but that's the same thing. And this, uh, when, when you, when you, when you look at this, him marking Christians, uh, he didn't want you in the world. He didn't want you successful. So just remember that whenever when, when you don't want to take the gospel to somebody, when you're afraid, Satan's going to put that doubt in your mind. Also, whenever you realize, well, 
you know, well, if the Lord wants this to happen, if He wants it to explode, then, then it's going to do good. Mm-hmm. Well, Satan may be putting barriers in the way and, and hardship in your way, that, and, uh, and God may be allowing it to be a test to see how faithful you're going to be and, and things, but, but you've got to realize is that it's a, it's a hard road at times, and so you may be unsuccessful, but it's, it's about finding that one, that good ground. And and it's gonna, some you know it's gonna bear fruit. Some a hundredfold, some sixty, some thirty, and and uh, look for that look for that good soil. Just keep planting that seed. The evil spirit said, well, "I know Jesus and I know Paul, but who in the world are you?" Yeah, I mean, it's funny that that um, they're so convinced. It's funny about what happened in verse sixteen. Well, <laughs> go ahead. Well, you know, they're they they recognize the power of Jesus. Yeah. Right, I mean, they they recognize the power of Jesus, and it'd be like me going to another country, and going to I'm going to citizens arrest somebody in in Honduras by the by the authority of the national police because I know Carlos Hernandez. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? I mean, right. because Carlos is a citizen of this country, and he's in, in the national police. I'm gonna I'm gonna uh, citizens arrest you. No, that doesn't work. I have no authority there, right? Because I'm not part of that, and. and that's what these guys are doing here too. Like, well, Jesus and Paul, I know who they are, but who are you? Who are you talking about? Who that? Yeah. Right. And verse sixteen, the man in whom the evil spirit was leaped. A, a, who and and let me back up. The man. Don't let that verse whoop you. Well, I just want to be right, Bob. <laughs> the, uh, the man in whom the evil spirit was leaped on them. And who the spirit was, he leaped on. Can you read that verse, Bob? Yeah. So the man in whom the evil spirit was leaped on them, overpowered them, and prevailed against them so that they fled out of that house naked and wounded. My verse broke weird right there. Mine does too. It doesn't put the comma in there, so it makes it harder to... The the evil spirit was is is broken up on two different lines. Oh, okay. So it makes it even weirder. Yeah, so so how do you think they end up naked? (laughs) You know, like... You know, how do you think that went in? You know, the man in whom the evil spirit was leaped on them, overpowered them, prevailed against them, so that they fled out of the house naked. So they're fighting to the point that they're stark naked. I'm telling you, there's some... (laughs) (laughs) I mean, just think about that fight. They fought so long and they whooped on so bad. Like, (laughs) you know, you think... Like, you talk about knocking their socks off, right? They knocked their britches off. That's right. And so... These guys are running out of the house naked, and this become known, verse seventeen, to all Jews and Greeks dwelling in Ephesus. What that they run naked, just like a Ray Stevens song. I don't know. Don't look don't at them. Look at them. <laughs> Too late. The sons of Sceva done moved us, but this became known to all the Jews and Greeks dwelling in Ephesus, and fear fell on them all, and the name of the Lord Jesus was magnified. So. What you're seeing here is a is a um, kind of a what do you want to call it like a, uh, the byproduct of this situation here when when this thing happens these Jewish I mean it's apparent that exorcism and, and evil spirit um, what do you call it like a, where they where they take somebody over what's that called. Um, Possession. Possession. Demon yeah. possession mm-hmm. was such a problem, you know, that when this thing happens here, that all the people in all the Greeks dwelling in Ephesus and fear filling them all, the name of the Lord Jesus 
was magnified. Now, this is what I want to talk about here. What are you doing over there? Well, I was looking at the Greek. Um, for naked? No. <laughs> for running naked. Yeah, thanks for asking me what I'm doing on my phone. So, uh, I wasn't playing a game, Dad. <laughs> Not zombie? You know? Yeah. You weren't playing your zombie game? But yeah, I'm a youth minister. So, I, I can tell when they're looking at their Bible versus telling whenever they... Uh, Whenever they're when they're playing a game or whatever, you need to go check the. YouTube no, I thing. think that it's apparently thinks I said okay Google. So when this um, so in verse it so in Keep verse going. fifteen, this is why we need our recording studio. That's right. So verse fifteen, the evil spirit answered and said, "Jesus, I know, and Paul, I know, but those two words for no are two different words in the Greek." And I had um, you're fine. It's still playing now. So it, it uh. So those two. So Jesus, I know, is one Greek word, but Paul, I know, is a whole another Greek word. Okay, tell me then. So, I was I just had put a note in from when I'd studied that it's two different Greek words, but um, this this known of of Jesus is a is kind of a I know the deep teaching of it, but the fact of of the Paul I know I have knowledge of him, and this is a. So give me the application. So. He the the spirit he knows I wish Jesus. I had a story time button. But the spirit he knows Jesus in a different way than what he knows Paul. He knows the deep things about Christ, but yet he won't turn to him. Here's another one of those weird things. Because the Ephesian letter is the one that that tells us the spirit is gives us the unsearchable riches of Christ. Mm -hmm. It's the one that gives us the manifold wisdom of God. Who before times wasn't revealed, but now was revealed to us. Right. So Jesus, I know, is is from the is from the Greek word gno. Yeah, gnosko. Yeah, gnosko. Paul, gnosko. Paul, I know gnosko. is epistopamia. Something I don't know. Something I can't say that. Uh, Strong's G nineteen eighty seven for Paul and Strong's uh, G ten ninety seven for for Jesus. So 1097 for Jesus, to learn to know, come to know, get a knowledge, uh, perceive, he became known, uh, understand. Uh, and then Paul's, that's the, this is the epistemia one, is to put one's attention on. Mm -hmm. So I'm fixing my thoughts toward him. So it's like, hey. Know this I'm paying attention to this guy. Yeah, like, hey, like the other day you took the truck, you was like, is there anything I need to... Anything I need to know. Anything I need to pay attention to. Right. That's so, right. Like, so, is your, so you think my truck's kind of junky. And it's, uh, if I had a new truck, you wouldn't ask me that question. That's true. But, I mean, it's a 2006 model. Right. I mean, it, if, before I take my family into a war zone, a hurricane <laughs> zone, I, I want to know some things right. about it. If the thing's fourteen years old, but uh, but that's a good point though, because you know you said, is there anything that I need to know? Anything I need to know? It's anything I need to pay attention to. And so he said, Paul, I'm paying attention to, but Jesus, I know. So here's the thing too: there's there's a lot of people who claim to know Jesus as their Savior, and and so they have this understanding of it, but they might not have. They may not be living in full repentance and, and and intellectual understanding. That's right. So there's a lot of, lot of people who have intellectual understanding, just the same way a demon would. Right. But but well, so the demons when Jesus cast out uh, demon in, in Acts eight, so we're talking about exorcism. I mean not Acts eight, Matthew eight. Uh, you know this this man. I guess he's from the tombs of Gardenias, and and so he Jesus cast out this demon. 
But but when they see when they see the demons when they see Jesus walking toward them, toward them they said, "There's Jesus." Yeah. The demons say this, "Hey, mm-hmm. what have we to do with you, Jesus? Jesus, uh, you son, son of God." Right. Mm-hmm. And so the demon knew Jesus, mm-hmm. proclaimed him as the son of God. But what will the demon not do? Mm-hmm. He won't repent. Yeah, that's, that's, he won't that's, surrender. That's that James two nineteen. Exactly. You, know, you believe that God is one, you do well. The even, demons, even the demons, believe and tremble. Believe also and tremble. That's right. right. But it still doesn't do it any good. Because the demon won't turn. And that's the same way with us. Is I can know who Jesus is and have that intellectual knowledge. And I can even receive his teaching. But there's got to be a surrender. That's right. Because if not, you know what you're going to end up with? You're going to <laughs> Naked and wounded. Naked and wounded. <laughs> it's going to be in a, a naked God. fight. I'm going to name a sermon this one time. Fighting naked. Fighting naked. <laughs> yeah, why don't you... Uh, yeah. Why don't you headline that one a few weeks? Well, maybe I can get like maybe I can get you running through the parking lot naked, and I'll put one of them little black boxes. You yeah, know, just just chase you along with one of them. I'll do a real good job. Yeah, well, uh, I need a really good PowerPoint. Are you, slide like, are you like wanting me? Are you wanting that to be a moving sermon for me? <laughs> <laughs> well, get out of here. <laughs> They probably fire you too. Both of them. Yeah. Right. right. Uh, but here's one thing too. Uh, just jumping back is uh, verse eleven. I think that this is important too. Is that you know the use of miracles and we? I think we can do a podcast sometime on miracles in modern day and and what people are calling miracles at, at today or anyways. But we can jump on that at some point. But God, He worked His unusual miracles by the hands of Paul. That's why this demon is paying attention to. Okay, I'm paying attention to this guy because he's doing his unusual miracles. This guy may come to me and kick me out. Give me the boot. He may give me the boot. But even handkerchiefs and aprons are brought from from Paul's body to the sick and they're healed. But but you remember what, when Paul, what did he talk about the thorn in the flesh? This given to me, this thorn in the flesh, what, I prayed three times? He prayed, so, so Paul, he prays three times to God to take care of his... To take care of whatever thorn in the flesh is. Praise mm-hmm. God, we don't know what it was. Mm-hmm. Because now we can all relate to it. Mm-hmm. That the spirit, the wisdom of the Spirit. But, so Paul prayed three times for God to remove something from his life. But God, the answer is no. But yet, exactly. somebody takes some old, an old napkin right. and rubs it on him. Takes right. it to somebody sick and they're healed. That tells me that, that miracles were not just for... For the sake of, of getting physical Yeah, help. like Superman power. Like if I was Superman, I would do a lot less things. Yeah. I, you know I do what I mean? these things for myself. Yeah, absolutely. And so Saul, I mean, so Paul, these these aprons are taken, and all it was to, to, to show was that it was confirming his message. That's right. That he's a true messenger. It wasn't just about getting that physical blessing. So, so many people, they pray, and they, they pray to God to help out this situation, but they're they're wanting this because they're James, the book of James tells us that you pray and you don't receive because you ask amiss. You're asking for your own desires. And and so just remember that we should always be praying as Jesus taught us to be praying for the will of God. And that's hard for us to understand. And so somebody would go, why would you ever surrender your life to somebody who's not going to answer everything that you, that you won't answer at the time? You know, the almighty God, how come he won't, how come he didn't heal heal my uh my sickness how come he didn't heal my child how come he didn't you know mm-hmm. and and so that's a hard thing for people i had to very think of his week it's a hard thing for people to, to to follow christ and that's a thing that satan will use and say i had him ask me how come god won't answer my prayers mm-hmm. 
and and um, you know how come God won't what what they were what they were asking me the words they were using they were saying how come God I keep asking you know they called me and you know that this lady called me and she said listen I'm on drugs and she said I need some help I said what do you need some help with and she said uh, this lady's a member of the church somewhere else and. Um, the uh, she called me. She said, "I need help," and I said, "Well, what do you need help with? We're not going to buy you any drugs." And she said, "Well, I have asked God to take this away from me, and He won't hear my prayers." And you know, the thing of it is that sometimes the answer is just no. Mm-hmm. It's just this faith thing that comes in that that whatever I'm asking, if I mean, don't you think God wants her to be rid of that drug problem? Absolutely. Sure, He does. Yeah. And and it's not that God's going to. What people want is some kind of, you know, miraculous. They want to be able to wake up the next morning and like, you know what, I don't need any bath anymore. That's right. It just doesn't happen that way. Yeah, they want something to happen. And, and I mean, and that's the flesh inside of us that wants immediate things to, to happen. The pull, like, the, I call it the casino lever. Right. You know, like, whatever it is to win, like three cherries or whatever you have to do to win the casino, that's what they want is they want God's blessings to pay off right now. And that's when we can really turn to... To, to Hebrews 11 and look at Noah how long did it take Noah to build that ark you know right. it wasn't it wasn't miraculous God mm-hmm. wanted to see his faithfulness through that process of building it mm-hmm. and uh, and best we can tell this is somewhere around a hundred year time frame longer than any of us are going to live that's right and more than likely and, and that's and that's a thing for us to build our faith and I mean that's why it's all right here for us and and so if if uh, when you're struggling with your faithfulness or with your prayer life, and maybe God's on entering, He may be seeing if you're going to be faithful to this process. And um, so now we've said a lot to get to the meat of it. Yeah. Now that we've well, we introduced it. <laughs> we got over the neck and running, right? We are preachers, right? <laughs> introducing something. Yeah. So um, verse 17. Yeah. So the name of the Lord Jesus was magnified. So it all became known to the Jews and Greeks and Ephesus and. And Jesus is being magnified, and uh, and so here's there's there's going to be some some cool things that happen in these next couple of verses. Well, you, you know, it's magnified. It's it's broadcasting, mm-hmm. right? It's 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 bigger. You can see it clearer. You know, there's there's more of it to be there now. And and many who believed, what they do, they who came had, confessing and telling their deeds. So, this is there's only really. Bob, a few instances, if we can sidestep it a minute, of like in Acts chapter 2, when those first 3,000 in verse 41 are baptized, it precedes the question they ask in verse 40. It, what, what precedes it is what happens in verse 37. You know, what must I do? Mm-hmm. Peter says, Repent and be baptized. Every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, from this you sins. You shall receive you of the Holy Ghost. Verse 39, you know, and the with many of the words, he testified, I'm saying, you know, save your, you know, all this stuff. It goes through. Saving this perverse generation. Right, right. Verse 40, 41, you go through the um, this scenario. The first 3,000 are baptized. Then you see kind of a picture of their repentance in one way because they're selling their goods, they're, they're, you know, eating their food with gladness, house to house, you know, yeah. all these things. Daily, uh, they're they're yeah. together daily and they're doing certain, yeah, they're doing a lot of things. You know, that that is a picture in, in one way of repentance because, you know, you have these 
people that were Jews, but right. now they've needed to separate themselves out of the crowd, right, right so to speak. And we did a podcast on those verses, I think verse uh, 41, we'll try to put we'll try to put a link or something maybe down in the comments if somebody wants to go back. And You're going to do that, right? Maybe. Well, you said we. We. I was meaning you. <laughs> right. But yes, that, so that's... That's but, right. You get that picture of what true repentance looks like. Yeah, and 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 maybe you could say repentance would be, you know, like Simon's repentance. But that's kind of a, you know, the continual repentance. Mm-hmm. You know, like where Simon is the. We talked about this in Acts eight, where the sorcerer, you know, sees um, Philip doing this stuff, and, and you know, that's and we sees Peter and John laying yeah, hand on hands, hands right? You know, and so then. Simon wants it, and Peter, you know, your money, you know, can I buy it? Peter, right. your money perishes with you. You know, that's that's one view of repentance. That's a, but 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 Simon's already a believer at that point, mm-hmm. and so then he realizes that he's fallen away essentially, right? His his he's been deceived. Well, then you know, Acts sixteen, maybe you could say you get a picture of repentance with the jailer, where he takes Paul and washes and, their Silas and washes their stripes. Mm-hmm. You know, he he's cleaning them up after he's beat on them. Sure. You know, maybe you could say that's a picture of repentance. But there's a direct correlation here, you know, of repentance of their deeds. You're seeing it really manifest in their life, you know, the 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 from a from the Gentile perspective. And, and that's what we're fixing to read about. And that's what we're gonna read about here. On and, verse nineteen. And also many of those who have practiced magic brought their books together and burned them in the sight of all. So before we get into any of the money or anything like that, it's Luke would record it that this wasn't like something they just threw it away or they just, um, you know, kind of, you know, tore it up and or sold it, you know, like well we could sell these magic books or whatever. They they realize that these magic. So you think about this: for me to own one of those magic books, whatever that is, would that be wrong? Today? Yeah. Like to learn how to do a card trick? Uh, well, I'm sure these were some kind of, they were probably spell books is what I figure, yeah. you know. Well, um, thanks for putting me on the spot. But uh, but in general speaking, like to if I was to own a book about something like that, to have knowledge of it, no. Because yeah. I can own a copy of the Quran. That's right. I've and got that, a copy over there. Yeah, you and, sinner, you. Yeah. yeah, but it's it's to have knowledge of those things, and the reason is the reason you have a copy of that is because you want to know what they're teaching, so that you can you can bring somebody to Christ. That's with, right. With the knowledge that they have of something. But these guys, to them, it was such a big deal that they couldn't have it around them anymore. Yeah, and if I'm tempted to go back and to pick up the Quran and to read it and to follow those things, mm-hmm. then. I need to get that thing out of my life. I need to burn it. That's right. And and so that's what they're doing here. And and it's nothing wrong. Like I said, now there are obviously certain books that Christians just shouldn't have. Sure. Right. If it's you know if it's filthy, got something to do with Fifty Shades. Yeah. Now, <laughs> yeah. now I'm just saying that not, the, not paint swatches either. Right. You know the uh, but there are certain things. But this right here, if I was owning a book that's two thousand years old from a historical perspective, there's nothing wrong with it. But mm-hmm. these guys. You know, this is Matthew 5, 6, and 7, Sermon on the Mount. If your right hand offends you, what? Cut it off. If your right eye offends you, poke, poke it, it out, out right? right? You know, so Jesus is, is saying that you're going to have to figure a lot of these things out yourself. And to these guys right here, these magicians, these diviners, mm-hmm. they realized that these books were their, what they had put in place of their deity. That was their deity. Yeah. 
And so in order for them to worship and serve the living God, the way, right? Jesus said, yeah, I am the way, right. the truth, and the life. For them to do that, they had to do what? Get rid of them. Burn Get rid them. of it. And, that's, and this is probably their livelihood. That's right. It's probably their deity, as you just said. It was, it's been their way of life. At least tied into their deity. Exactly. And and it's kind of like when, when he called the first fishermen, you know, they dropped the nets. Mm-hmm. They let them go. I mean, Peter and... I mean, uh, James and John, they left their daddy in the boat mm-hmm. with the hired servants. Mm-hmm. And this is, we're going after Jesus. And mm-hmm. so this is a this is not something that's touched on. It is in the church, but in today's society, people give this feel-good gospel of meaning. Well, you just come to Jesus with your sins, and he's just going to give you a big old hug and just let you keep living in your, in your mess. But, you know, whenever, and I'll use this analogy, when you... My mama would let me go out and play with mud pies growing up. Build mud pies, play in the mud, whatever, and, and get dirty as can be. With your play clothes on. With your play clothes on. But when it come time for supper time, you got to come in and clean up. Well, I come in and eat, and, and after I'd have a shower, she wouldn't let me go back out there and play with mud pies. Mm-hmm. No, because you're going to go to bed. and so Or brush your teeth. Yeah. Right? If you brush your teeth, you, you can't you're not, go get, you're you're not going to get a snack. Right. That's right. Mm-hmm. No more crackers. And so the same way with repentance. Once we come into Christ, I can't go back to that way of life. And uh, and it's amazing what, what these people are doing. And so whatever it is in, in a person's life, it may be, as you, you've alluded to many times, it could be whatever it is, got to leave it. And and it might be something different for me than this for you versus whoever it is that may be listening. And it could be, repentance can mean a lot of different things, but it, it means this one thing is, is you're denying yourself and you're giving those things up to follow Jesus. It's change. That's right. That's, it's just like when you become a parent, like, and I'm not a bastion of wisdom by no stretch of the imagination, but I just think the best advice, when people ask me, like you're going to have their first kid, like what is, what is something I should be ready for? The only thing that I can tell them that I know is concrete and will be true is just be ready for change. Yeah. Because you just don't know what it is. Yeah. I mean, like Jessica and I, we had this notion that we were going to have, we were going to get to a financially stable point before we could, before we would uh, have our first son, child, son, and so we thought we were there. We thought, okay, this is a good time. Aiden cost me a hundred grand mm-hmm. right out the shoot. So there, that went right out the window. And so you know, there's the the, the only advice you can give somebody that's going to become a Christian when they say, well. What am I? You you may be able to. I mean, when the when the soldiers came to John, you know, he told them like, listen, don't fight. Be content with your wages. Yeah. You know, the mm-hmm. the, the there's certain things that you can help people with, no doubt about it. Right. right. Like if somebody's a, a, a an alcoholic or they're living in some adulterous situation, they're shacking up with their girlfriend or something like that. Certainly, you can help them through that. But but it's not like there's Jesus doesn't provide a checklist. Yeah. There's no there's there's no checklist for burning your books if there is a checklist. Now, that means that you may have to get rid of some you may have some books you need to get rid of. Yeah. You might have to get rid of a computer screen. You might have to get rid of a of an old flame. You might have to get rid of somebody's phone number. There's you a know, lot of things. There's a lot of different things that you may have to get rid of. But yeah, I like what you talked about with John. The soldier said, What do we do? He said, Don't intimidate anyone or false accuse. Be content with your wages. But Tax collectors came and they said, "What shall we do?" He said, "Don't don't collect any more than what's appointed for you." Well, he he he's telling 
these different people that it, you're going to do different things. Repentance. Is Repentance. Going to look different for you guys. Turn to that one spectrum. The change. The change is. Um, and I think about Luke nine, and and this is the the true cost of discipleship. Luke nine twenty three. He said to them all, "If anyone desires to come after me, let him deny himself." What? Sometimes this is the first this is the first passage that I talk with people about. If if I have, think they have a knowledge of Christ, what does it mean to deny yourself? Well, it means giving up the things that I want because we're human. When you wake up every morning, I think everybody else does this, but. But my my mindset says, uh, I'm hungry. Feed me. I'm thirsty. Give me something to drink. Uh, hey, go brush your teeth. Hey, I want to I want to be clean today. Go get a shower. And so my mind tells me what I want, when I want it, how I want it, and and it expects those things. And so we have this natural selfish mindset. But when we when we're coming to Christ, we have to have that selfless mindset. And but it's it's going to be a cross. And he says. Whoever let him deny himself and take up his cross daily and and follow after me and whoever desires to save his life is actually going to lose it. But that's whoever, the paradox of Christianity. That's right. And whoever loses his life for my sake is going to save it. So you give up what you want. Mark eight verse thirty five gives the you know a, a unique spin on it, and he says that whoever loses his life for my namesake and the gospel. The gospel. Yeah, he puts him to death, burial, and resurrection. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm, shall gain it. And so, you know, these people here in Ephesus, you know, once they have, once they're thoroughly convinced that they're going to have to deny themselves. Now, does that mean that that in my life, I'm going to repentance is a one shot deal? No, they burn these books in the sight of all. They're, they're, you know, what they're doing? That's confession. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like that's the that is. Confession and repentance in one act. It's faith in action. That's right. It's not an intellectual thought anymore. That's right. And so when when, when we say that we're, when Abraham's justified by his faith, James talks about this. It's that faith that was in action that was a, it was an obedient faith. Yes. And so now you're having these guys step up to the plate and say, you know what, these books, you know, they're they're the things that are hold that have held us back. Or something that could hold me back. Or something that could hold me back. And too, you think about that for these guys. Now, if we lived in a city of idolatry, like, like I tell you, when I go to Honduras, I don't have any of these things. I say that I don't think I do. But they sell them little idols and stuff like that, mm-hmm. you know, that you can buy, like the little, oh, yeah. the little, He's just my birdie, all yeah, these things. trinket mm-hmm. deals, you know. So you can buy those little Mayan idols or whatever. I could bring one of those back, and I could have it in my house, and it wouldn't mean anything right right it's just the same as when when did we did we talk about this on the podcast about how they would persecute how they would use to execute christians did we talk about this so like Pliny the younger they come to him and the uh his famous sayings is i've served him faithful 80 and six years i won't deny him now they come to him and they ask him what they would do is they bring in a bust of caesar to to, to know whether you're christian or not so they bring in this bust of Caesar, a carved stone. That's all it is. No different than the rocks in the yard. Mm-hmm. But somebody's just fashioned it in the form of a man. They bring it in, and they would light, they say light incense to it. If you lit incense to it, they let you off the hook because they knew that Christians would not do that. So they set the standard. They're the ones that set the standard. Said, if you do that, could, could, I, light, could I have one of those busts of Caesar in my house today? 
Could I have one of those Mayan gods in my house today? Yeah. Absolutely, because none of those things mean no. anything to us like nowadays. Poster Michael Jordan, whatever. Yeah, it's it's nothing, mm-hmm. right? It's just it's now it's just a historical thing. But to them, to them, it meant something totally different. It meant that Caesar was God, right? And so for them, they had to get it out of their house. And so that's why Paul would say in Romans fourteen seven, "No man lives to himself and dies to himself. If we live, we live to the Lord. If we die, we die for the we we die for the Lord." Mm-hmm. And so there there's sometimes the world sets our standard. Right. So there, there was nothing inherently wrong with these books, but these people knew that those books, they couldn't have them in their house, they couldn't have them in their possession, they, yeah. they had to get rid of them. And so what they were going to do is they are going to go out to the town square and they're going to burn these books in the sight of all of them. And they're making a complete separation. We're not part of that anymore. When the old man's buried, that's right. he's buried. And you don't leave... You know, you go out of the graveyard, you don't see fingers and toes and hands and noses sticking up out of the ground. They're buried. And that's what happens when we go in that watery grave and we're baptized into Christ. It's no longer about me. I'm surrendering, Lord, and, and raising to walk that new life. And I'm with you on that. Like a, a, a something that's carved, whatever it might be. It's nothing. It's nothing to me. But it, it might be to somebody. But, but so we think, so many people in society think, well, idolatry, well, it has to be these idols. Well, I never I never bow down to some idols in a window or whatever on a wall. But look at this right here. Mm-hmm. An idol is anything that will keep you. Facebook and Instagram. and, and the, uh, You might have to get rid of the black box to follow Jesus. Amen. And, um, and it's because it's not about self. Um, so, you know, the, and it's, it's a... I think we could talk about this for a minute too. So when they counted up the value of these books, they counted the value of them and totaled 50,000 pieces of silver. So they didn't, they weren't burning five or six books. Yeah, so just, just this is a mass of them. Yeah, what I did before we did this, and the, I looked up today's price of silver, the, the spot price, and it's 74 cent a gram as of 230 Central Standard Time. Sure. So I don't know if it could be 73 or 75 now, but um, a shekel is about 12, 14, 15 ounces, mm-hmm. right? And so you take, get your calculator, let's do some math, all right? So for shekel, let's just say for the sake of argument, a shekel is 14 grams, all right? All right, 14. And we're going to call it 100% pure. Right, we're just not going to say that yeah. five ninety-four percent or ninety-six percent. Yeah, yeah, whatever. We're just going right. to say it's hundred percent pure, just for the sake of it. You take that times 0. 0.74. 0.74. Yeah, seventy-four cents. Okay. So that's ten, ten dollars and thirty-six. I'm going to tell these boys to be quiet on this a minute. All right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're doing some construction. Hey. That sounds like a uh, sounds like a Dremel tool. An oscillating tool. So yeah, so ten dollars and thirty six cents would be what a what technically maybe a shekel would would cost today because it's fourteen grams. Um, times that. So ten dollars and thirty six cents would be the value of one shekel, right? Yeah, ten dollars and thirty six cents would be one shekel. Now you take that number times fifty thousand. Five hundred eighteen thousand. Five hundred half million dollars. A half million dollars worth of books. Today's time. That they burned in the open square. 
I spec that that's again. Almost, that's, that's almost books a million. <laughs> books a half a million. Books a half. <laughs> that's books a million with the 50% off coupon. Yeah. Yep. We're not saying burn books a million. We're not saying that. The, the <laughs> Do you think they would have got that? I don't know. I can't ever tell today's time. Yeah, but I'm going to give our audience credit, <laughs> Bob. I don't think that our audience yeah. would think we'd burn books a million. Yeah. The, um, but uh, don't burn books a million. No. The, you think they would have got that? <laughs> all right, go ahead. We can do this all day. Um, so, but it makes me think about Luke 14. All right. So Luke 14... Uh, you have this scenario there where Jesus is going to talk about counting the cost. Mm-hmm. So Luke 14, verse 25, Now great multitudes went with him, and he turned and said to them, If anyone comes to me, doesn't hate his father, mother, wife, children, brothers, sisters, yes, his own life also, he can't be my disciple. Whoever does not bear his cross and come after me cannot be my disciple. Now he's going to give some practical you know, like parabolic understanding of what this is going to mean. And does that mean that every, literally every person that's going to follow Jesus is going to have to hate their mom and daddy? No. Yeah, and this doesn't mean that hatred, this doesn't mean you have hatred in your heart for them. No, 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 This no, just no. means that if you... Your allegiance. That's right. Your allegiance to them is, is higher than... And so, hey, this can, this can get in the way of a lot of people because... It gets in the way of a lot of people. Because you, you worship the ground that your parents walked on or I won't, I won't go against mom and daddy with the things they taught me. Mm-hmm. Or uh, I'm just not going to do that with my kids, mm-hmm. you know? And, and uh, we're just not going to teach our kids those things. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, there's a, there's a lot of things that can get in... that can definitely get in the way. And, and people can put little Johnny and little Susie and... And their recitals or their ball games or, or whatever it may be, and that can become their idol, mm-hmm. become their God, mm-hmm. and keep them from, from Christ. So, but he tells us, he uses this scenario. Here's how it's going to look for you. Verse 28, because he wants to understand how much this thing is. You know, like, don't, don't jump mm-hmm. into this thing without really understanding what is going to happen. For which of you intended to build a tire does not sit down first... And when he said tire, he means tower. Go ahead. I just I just had to do a little translating for our audience. Gracias. <laughs> Whether he has enough to finish it, the tower. <laughs> My daddy said that too. We was going down the road as a kid, and he's like, there's a fire tower over there. And I was like, what? <laughs> and it took me like four times. He's like a fire tower. Fire tire. <laughs> Less- so my daddy talks like it too. So. Winston. Love you, Dad. He's making fun of us here. Lest after he has laid the foundation is not able to finish it. All who see it begin to mock him, saying this man began to build and was not able to finish. When I used to build houses, I had a spreadsheet that the first thing I'd do is I'd get the plans. Somebody give me the plans for the house, I'd go in and I'd do a takeoff, which means I'd, I'd estimate how many studs, how many boards of drywall, how many squares of shingle, how much concrete, you know, it'd go in this spreadsheet. Yeah. And it would it would just so I wouldn't have to make any kind of decisions, you know, as far as you know You already had the cost of what it's gonna be. This is what it's going this is what the basic cost is without any kind of you know, that's Upgrades. always weird mm-hmm. stuff that happens and everything. Yeah. But this is the basic like cost. marble toilet seats. Yeah, and- right. Like I built them with uh I'm not gonna say the names, so they might be watching. But right. but I've built them with hallways in the bathroom right. before, and so just think about how big that house would have to be with hallways in the bathroom. But the so it would populate that for me. Then that way I could say, look, you want this house? 
this is where we're starting at right here. No ifs, ands, or buts. I mean, you just, you can't get around these numbers right here. And sometimes, you know, people would, would look at you and say, well, that's just too much. Mm -hmm. Well, I'm glad you're saying that. Yeah. Yeah, and and the, he's figuring that out now, bud, and not uh, ten months from now when I'm, that's that's exactly when right. you can't pay. Well, and and at the same time, you know, there's got to be a mutual understanding of of how we're going to get to the end. Because mm -hmm. I had a guy one time that came to me and said, "Listen, I want you to build me a house." And he was seeing one down the road that I did. He wanted you to pay for it too. <laughs> well, that's what I was worried about because he was like, uh, he uh, uh, he's like, I got the money to pay for it. I was like, okay, and. Uh, um, I said, well, this is what this is the way it'll go down. Uh, you know, we'll take that money, all of it. We'll, we'll give an estimate now. We'll put it in an escrow account, and that way, in case you don't something happens or whatever, because you know his grandma was gonna give him the money. Is what he told me. Mm -hmm. So I'm just not gonna start building him a house and be into it. Cause I think his house three four hundred thousand dollars. I'm not gonna be in it two hundred thousand dollars and be on the hook for it. Right. So I just go down the list and I said, okay, if you want to do this, then we'll put that money. In an account so that I can make sure that you've counted the cost. Yeah. That's what I'm doing. I want you to understand that that money will go into an account and we both have to sign off on it to get it. I can't just go over and rate it and you can't either. And so, security. He didn't want that. Mm -hmm. And neither did I. So it was it was no big deal to me. I just walked away. Well, I bet you're still not sleeping now. <laughs> right. Right. So, Verse 31, he uses another analogy, right? So we're going to build something. Mm -hmm. What's it going to cost you? Yeah, king, if he's going to go to war, does he not sit down first and consider whether or not he's able with ten, with 10,000 to meet him who comes against him with 20,000? Yeah. Can you beat 10 with 10? Can you beat 10,000 with 20,000? Generally speaking, you, you'd think, yeah. I mean, the uh, uh, Gideon beat, took 300. That's right. You know, and beat a whole army. And so this guy right here, he says, "Look, you're going. There's a, there's a there's a way that you can take ten thousand and beat twenty thousand people. Absolutely, yeah. I mean, it's just strategy at that That's point, exactly right? right? Or mm -hmm. or uh, resources, or mm -hmm. there's just a lot of things that That's go right. into training. That's right. When you got, you know, you got you can you can have a church full of three hundred people, but you bring you bring five Navy SEALs in here with the firepower. I mean." You, you you can you can do a whole lot of things and or, or whatever kind of arm it may be, um, but yeah. So that's that's right. You got to count the cost, and that's his. That was a great verse, um, great words of Jesus there, and and that, and that's what these people are doing is. is so we're, when we talk about conversion, mm -hmm. what we're talking about is from my old life to my new life. What's it going to look like? So the the overall application of this whole thing is is that Paul and these guys. Whoever the, these disciples, right? They kind of they haven't retreated. They've relocated to Tyrannus back in Acts 19. The word of the Lord is going out throughout all the land. We got a couple guys running naked, funny in the middle. But these people, there's been such a conversion. You, know, you go back to that scenario, verse 18, Acts 19, and many who believe came confessing and telling their deeds. They're all in, right? That this is the things that we've done. We're, we are giving it up. And, and so we're going to make it to the point that you can see it in our lives. We're going to the, to the square and we're going to have a book burning. That's right. By the book. That's right. Conversion. That's, this is a real conversion that you're seeing in their lives. And so when they, sit, when they do all this, and it, 
that a half a million dollars didn't cost didn't count anything to them. That's right. And and that's what I love is verse twenty is we see the we see the results. When there's true repentance is there, so the word of the Lord grew mightily and it prevailed. Don't you think that was I mean, really and truly, the most important thing you can do in your life is be changed. That's right. I, I've heard Clark Sims preach this before that and I, I can't quote him word for word, but he said there's nothing that's hindering the gospel more than people who are who are claiming to be all in and being there but they're only half in. Mm-hmm. And that's a and that's a the, the whole thing is that people who are you're hurting the cost, you're you're hurting the cause of Christ by not being all in. Because your example of your life is going to put hindrances in the mindset of other people. Because you're claiming to be Christ, uh, I think uh, who was it? The one of the letters to uh, to the to the church. I think it's to um, Laodiceans when when Jesus talks to him. But he says you have a you have a name that's. Uh, he says it's after the Ephesian letter. He says uh, in Revelation three and, and verse one, these say these Isn't things says Sardis he who to the yeah the Sardis. These things says he who has the seven spirits of God and the seven stars. I know your works that you have a name that you're alive but you're dead. You he go. says so you're wearing a name that 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 you're wearing the name of Christ, and so I can wear the name that I belong to the Church of Christ, but I can be dead. And unfortunately, there's been there's been people who have not been all in for the cause of Christ, and somebody see that. And, and it turned their eyes completely away from the Lord's church. You know, the here's the thing is that the reason why we uh, Christianity got where it is today or evolved into this religion of drama and fireworks and rock guitar yes. bands and everything smoke, like that is because we've, we've come to the conclusion that we think that that we've got to dramatize and hype people up emotionally to get them to follow Jesus. No. No. In fact, it's, to me, it turns them, it, it does just the opposite. That if I don't have this emotional thing, think about how many people uh, who didn't have that emotional sense when first worshiping in those first couple months with COVID without being able to be there and have that emotional attachment to, to a laser light show and smoke and fog machines and, mm-hmm. and, and loud concerts. What does it do to their faith? Well, mm-hmm. If I don't have this feeling, it's mm-hmm. a feel-good sense. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, not everybody wants to deny themselves and take up their cross and follow Jesus, but these these guys so we hope they, they burn the books and and we hope that that you listening whatever book whatever it is you got to burn to get rid of, get rid of in your life just just do it and 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 it will be worth it I mean what whatever you have to give up now listen and and we know that we're telling you things that are easy to say but are hard to do. And and there are things in my life, and I know, Bob, you got a lot more things in your life that you got to fix than I do, obviously. Right, exactly. <laughs> so I'm here. Yeah, and some people they say, well, they go, well, you know, well, i got to get it all together, you know? Right. And that's a... But but at the same time, you look at people like, there are things you got to get rid of, but but this, this repentance can also be a process, you know, of... of because you may not know what it, all it is that you have to give up at first. I, I had a, I've had, I've had people tell me this before, and it always makes me cringe, Bob. And I don't know if you've heard this or not. It may be just a Virginia thing, but I've heard people say this, and, and they say it a lot of different ways. But 
they'll say like, well, I'm just going to have to give an account for that one day. You ever heard them say something mm-hmm. like that? Like some kind of sin, yeah. some kind of, you know, I'll hear them say something mean about somebody or they'll do something they shouldn't do. See, that's scary because that's Hebrews 10, 26 type stuff. Yeah, man. Sin willfully after we have knowledge of truth and they're no longer going to sacrifice. They're saying, I'll just have to give it a light. Like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to let it ride for right now and then try to bargain it out with God on the other side. And... That just always makes me cringe to think about that. I, th- I mean, it should make anybody cringe. Romans 6, 1, you know. Yeah, shall we continue in sin? The grace, grace may abound, God forbid, certainly not. Yeah, and so, you know, listen. We're not perfect people, nor nor we claim to be. I mean, the. but we understand that, that change is difficult. And But we just want you to know that if you're not a believer... There's somebody out there that will help you. God's gonna make a way. That's that's the promise He's made to you. If you seek, He'll 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 help you. If you knock, He'll open the door. And if if you want, if you're struggling with things as a Christian, we, we just want you to know that we're. If you're if you're a local, we want to help. You know the. And if you're not local, send us a message or whatever you need to do. We'll we'll help you connect with somebody because there's nothing worth your soul, right now. Nothing. Nothing you will trade for eternity. That will be worth what you're doing right now. I know that that you may think it might be, or you may, you know, look at it and think I'm just in such a bad shape that there's no way I can get out of this. There's a way. There's just some kind of way that God will do it. Amen. And so we just we appreciate you guys. Burn and, the book. Yeah, burn the book. You know, burn the book, buy the book. So thanks for tuning in with us, and we'll hopefully be able to get back together soon. And in our podcast, you won't have to worry about saws going on and everything else but listen thank you so much for for helping us out and we appreciate you guys and we hope that you have a great day you want to stop the camera on the phone no i'm gonna keep going okay i'm gonna just sit here then i don't know how to stop it it's the the button that says finish it's ended i don't think it is the light's still green see it over here if it wasn't working or not. Right, right, right. Did you stop the recording too?